Hello everyone, this is Margo. I'm the youth director at church. I'm so excited to read a story with you all today. Um, this story is called The Carpenter's Gift and it's illustrated by David Rubel. The Carpenter's Gift. Nearly a lifetime had passed but Henry could still remember what it felt like to wake up in the old shack, especially during winter time. In those days, the Great Depression gripped the country, and like many people, Henry's parents were out of work. They couldn't afford coal to the, warm the stove or blankets for the bed, so young Henry usually woke up with a shiver. But he didn't complain because it was nobody's fault. Instead, he visited warm places in his mind. One day in 1931, actually the day before Christmas, Henry was reading a book when he heard a loud toot toot of a car horn. He opened the front door and saw his father behind the wheel of a borrowed truck. Go for a ride, Sparky? his father shouted over the rumbling engine. You bet, Henry shouted back and raced inside to get his coat. Riding in any sort of a car was a special treat for Henry, not to be missed. Soon he was sitting beside his father, nose pressed against the window glass. They drove into a nearby grove of evergreens. Henry breathed in the strong and familiar smell. Here's the plan, Henry Henry's father said. See those spruce trees, Sparky? We're gonna cut them down and take them to the city. Why, Henry asked. To sell them as Christmas trees, his father said. Even though New York City is just an hour's drive away, Henry had never been there before. He shivered with excitement at the thought of seeing all those tall buildings scraping the sky. When Henry and his father reached Midtown Manhattan, they began looking for a place to park and unload. Driving down Fifth Avenue, they found a good spot next to a construction site. Mind if I set up here? Henry's father asked a worker. The man looked over at them. It didn't take long for him to figure out that Henry's father was down on his luck. No problem, the man said. I'll give you a hand. My name is Frank. Then he turned around and called out, Hey, Mikey, Polly, help me out here. For the rest of the afternoon, Henry and his father sold trees to passers-by. By the end of the day, they had, they had earned enough money to make, a trip, to make the trip a success. We should be getting home now. Henry's father said as the sun set behind the tall building. What about the rest of the trees, Henry asked. I thought we'd give them to Frank and the other fellows. Henry nodded in agreement. The best presents are the ones you don't expect, he thought. Because it was Christmas Eve, the workers were having a little party. Frank and the others took the tallest of the trees that Henry and his father had given them and decorated it with whatever they could put together. Paper garlands, cranberries, threaded onto strings, even a few shiny tin cans. 
Henry added an ornament of his own made of newspaper that he had folded into a star. In the background, he could hear his father talking with Frank about grown-up things, the hard time for Henry's family, the shack where they lived. But Henry didn't want to think about those things. He wanted to look at the most marvelous Christmas tree he had ever seen. It had been the best day that Henry could remember, and he didn't want it to end. He stood before the decorated tree enchanted. The street lamps had just come on and the tin cans glittered in their highlight. If ever there was a magic moment, Henry thought, this is it. He decided to make a special Christmas wish. He wished that one day his family would live in a nice, warm house. After making his wish, Henry opened his eyes. His gaze fell on a pine cone lying on the ground. He picked it up and was turning it over in his hands when he felt his father's grip on his shoulder. Time to go, Sparky, his father said. Henry stuffed the pine cone in his pocket and said goodnight to the workers and walked with his father back to the truck. By the time they arrived home, it was well past Henry's bedtime. You must be exhausted, his mother said, slipping off his shoes straight to bed with you. Taking off his coat, Henry felt a bulge in his pocket. It was the pine cone. He took it out and looked at it, remembering the joys of the day and the magic of the tree. The next morning, Henry's parents let him sleep late. In fact, it was well past eight when the toot toot of several car horns woke him. Rushing to the window, he saw, he saw three trucks pulling up outside. All were loaded with lumber and other building supplies. At the wheel of the first truck was Frank, and behind him were the Rockefeller Center workers. What were they doing so far from the city on Christmas morning? Frank got out of the truck. After you left, we got to thinking, he said. There was all this extra wood lying around and we had the day off, so we thought we'd drive up here and see what we could help you with with your house of yours. Frank looked at the shack, taking in all its patched walls and ill-fitting windows. I think we'll have to make a fresh start, he said. Henry's father didn't have words for the way he felt, so he simply took Frank's hand and shook it. The sound of sawing and hammering traveled far across that Christmas morning for Henry's neighbors to wonder what was going on. A few walked over and saw the new house going up and spread the word. By mid-afternoon, a dozen more people were pitching in. As the new house took shape, Frank called Henry over. See those boards, he said, pointing to a, a stack of cedar. We're gonna use them to trim the windows but they've got nails in them. I need you to pull the nails out. Henry moved to fetch the boards, but Frank called him back. Digging into his toolbox, he handed Henry an old claw hammer. You'll be needing this. Frank said by nightfall, the frame of the new house would be nearly done. By the week's end, it had a roof. Soon enough, it was ready for Henry and his family to move in. 
In the spring, Henry's parents celebrated with a potluck dinner. They invited everyone who had helped build the house. Henry was glad to see Frank again. He was ready to return the claw hammer, but Frank wouldn't take it. You keep it, son, he said. It may come in handy one day. After dinner, Henry sat happily in his very own room. He thought about his Christmas wish and couldn't believe it had actually come true. He knew he should do something special to express how thankful he was. And he thought long and hard about what that might be. Finally, he decided to plant the pine cone. Maybe he could be Jack from the beanstalk story and the pine cone could be his magic bean. Henry planted the pine cone beside the new house. In time, a seedling emerged. Henry watered and weeded it. And as time passed, both he and the, tall, and the tree grew tall and strong. Henry especially liked to hammer away in its shade. And he became quite a good carpenter, building many projects with his skilled hands. As Henry grew up, however, he became busy with other things. He got married, moved away, and had a family. Most summers, though, he returned to visit his parents. On lazy days, he sat beneath the tree with his son, teaching him how to build things with the old claw hammer. As he got even older, Henry sometimes wondered where the time went. One day when he was a young boy waking up with a shiver, the next, he was an old man living alone. Not needing a big place anymore, he decided to move back into the home that he had grown up in. To keep himself busy, Henry began to work on the house, which was showing its age. He especially liked using the old claw hammer. His polished handle, smooth and dark from the wear, felt comfortable in his hand. One day, as Henry worked on the front porch, a man drove up to see him. The man told Henry that he worked for Rockefeller's Center and that it was his job to pick out the new Christmas tree each year. I just love your spruce, the man said. When I saw it from my helicopter yesterday, I knew it had to be the tree for this year's tree. Henry wasn't sure what to do. He knew that being asked was such an honor, but he and the tree had been together a long time and he was reluctant to let it go. I know that I'm asking a lot, the man said, but if you agree, I can promise you that your tree will bring joy to millions of people. Henry thought some more. And when the holiday season is over, the man continued, we milled the tree and used the lumber to help a family in need build a new home. A family in need? Suddenly, Henry felt a shiver, and the calendar in his mind flipped back to 1931, driving to New York City with his father, meeting Frank and the other workers, building the house, planting the tree. He knew what he had to do. I've been given so much, Henry said. I want to give something back. The tree is yours. Just before Thanksgiving, Henry received an invitation to the tree lighting. On the special day, 
a car picked him up and drove him all the way to Rockefeller Center, where he met the family whose new home would be built in the tr with the tree's lumber. They hugged him and thanked him many times for his generosity. Afterward, Henry stood off to the side and watched the family's young daughter. It's so beautiful, the girl said softly as she stared up at the enormous tree. Then something caught the child's eye. A pine cone had fallen to the ground. Picking it up, she turned it over and over in her hands before stuffing it into her pocket. If ever there was a magic moment, Henry thought, this is it. Henry walked over to the little girl. They stood together, gazing at the glittering tree. Then Henry reached into his coat pocket and pulled out the old claw hammer. Here you go, Sparky, Henry said. You'll be needing this. The end. I hope you all enjoyed our story today, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.